Welcome to the Art Life Faith Podcast, live from Tokyo. This is the show where we talk about art, what it has to do with your life, and what it has to do with the Christian faith. And I'm your host, Roger Lowther. This episode, I'd like to take a break from our regularly scheduled program to tell you a strange story from my hike on the Pacific Crest Trail with my wife, Abby. It comes from my book that I don't think I've ever mentioned on this podcast. Actually, it was the first book I ever tried to self-publish, and strangely, it's been my most popular book so far. With over 100 reviews on Amazon, a lot of people are reading this book who I've never met. And I've also given it the strangest title of any book I've written, called Cow Pie Water. What do you think? Does this title engage you? Does it make you want to read it and open its pages? Probably not, right? Cow Pie Water water. Anyway, this book's a collection of trail journals my wife Abby and I wrote as we hiked the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada, 2,659 miles through the mountains of California, Oregon, and Washington. During the hike, we wanted people to be able to follow along with us, so we tried to write down some things that happened along the way. There was not a lot of downtime, mostly we were just hiking, eating, sleeping, hiking, and eating some more, trying to average 26 miles a day. But one of us ended up writing while the other was cooking. Then when we went into town, we sent the papers to a friend who put the journals up on a website. At one point, that website disappeared, but I still wanted people to be able to read these journals, so I made this book. Anyway, the following recounts the story from which I named the book. It's a meditation on thirst and how God provides for us through it. Isaiah 49.10 They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat down on them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them beside springs of water. All 40 plastic gallon jugs were completely empty. I lifted each just to be sure. Sweat evaporated from my face so quickly that all I felt were the deep layers of salt crusted on my skin. Hot wind blew in my face as if straight from a hairdryer. Knee-high bushes and cacti did little to provide shade. Abby and I were hiking across the Mojave Desert a 37-mile section of the Pacific Crest Trail, famous for its high temperatures and lack of water. Several hikers in the previous town assured us we could depend on this water cache provided by trail angels. But they were wrong. We didn't carry enough water, not because we were foolish, but because we simply couldn't. The weight of the water alone would have been more than both of our backpacks combined and we had no practical way of carrying it. I mean, would you carry shopping bags full of water 37 miles through the desert? So trying not to get discouraged, we kept going, hoping for another water cache not far down the trail. There was one after an hour, empty though. Every single bottle lay on its side, shaking in the wind, held together by a rope that snaked through the handles. Now, more than a little concerned, we picked up our pace. And pretty soon, we passed yet another empty water cache. 
and then another and then another <laughs> then we stopped and i put my backpack down in this dry heat we were never going to make it we were still so weak from dehydration just the week before when we found a dead horse and our only water supply for that day well this isn't good i said trying to be funny at the magnitude of the understatement but abby didn't laugh we looked to the horizon in all directions not a single building or paved road in sight sand sand and more sand apparently the name mojave means beside the water a combination of the native american word aha meaning water and makave meaning along or beside but this desert definitely needed a new name i pulled out my map and found what was labeled as an unreliable water source about a 30 minute hike off the trail i really didn't want to add a whole extra hour of hiking especially not knowing if there was anything there at all but what choice did i have so i left my backpack with abby and went in search of it filter and water bottles in hand why are we so dependent on water why are our bodies so weak without it we think of ourselves as stronger yet i know from this experience and others that just a few hours in the sun is pretty debilitating a few days and you're dead nothing is more essential to life than water i have a whole new perspective of stories about thirst in the bible when we don't have water we don't just feel thirsty we feel forsaken we feel alone we feel like no one cares Isaiah 41, verses 17 through 18. The poor and needy search for water, but there's none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights and springs within the valleys. I'll turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. In our current situation, this would have been the ultimate picture of hope. A perfect picture of heaven. Deserts turned into pools of water. Parched ground turned into springs. We can have this water because Jesus cried on the cross, I thirst. We have access to this water of life through the center of heaven itself because Jesus was forsaken. And one day, we'll never know thirst again. After walking for what seemed like forever, I heard the faint mooing of cows and saw some trees. And my hopes began to rise. Where there's cows and trees, there's water. But then I saw them and my heart sank. The cows stood there, right in the middle of the water source, really nothing more than a mud puddle filled with cow pies. Cautiously, I inched forward, trying not to spook the cows or ruin my sneakers in the filth and stuck my hands into the muck. I really don't want to give you this visual image, but it was like, actually it was exactly like sticking my hands into a stopped up toilet. 
I put the intake tube of the filter into the muck and started to pump, clogging it almost immediately. It took all my strength just to keep pumping. Then I stopped to stare suspiciously at this yellow water accumulating in my bottle. I can't believe I'm doing this, I said to the cows staring at me. Thanks a lot. And then I took a sip. You know, I'd like to tell you, it really wasn't that bad. But it was. <laughs> it was warm and metallic and kind of hard to describe, so maybe I'll just leave the rest up to your imagination. But I can say this. Okay, on the trail, I often drank from muddy puddles. But this was different. There was definitely more than just spring water in that bottle. Try not to think about it further. I drank some more. In my distant memory, in a faraway magical land, I had running water at the turn of a faucet. Now, it was hard to imagine such places ever existed. All I had was cow pie water. I pumped and pumped and drank as much as I could, bringing back full bottles to Abby. As I described the source of the water to her while laughing, she opened the lid and sniffed the warm yellow liquid. You really drank this? She asked. Ah, it won't kill you, I said. Then added, probably. It smells, she whined. Then drank, downing half a liter before passing it back to me. Then we continued our hike and hiked some more. We hiked all through that night and long into the next day, dehydrated and weak, desperately in search of water. This is Roger Lowther, and you've been listening to the Art Life Faith Podcast. Check out my website, www.rogerwlowther.com, to check out a transcription of this episode. As we say in Japan, Ja, mata ne, see you next time. <laughs>